Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time now for the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. Jackson, I didn't have the headphones in. How was the yes, yes? It was actually really good. Was it really? Yeah. Wow. I'm excited about myself. Small Party, driven by Mungan, St. Louis, Acura, and Alton Toyota. Welcome in, friends. Timothy, Michael McKernan, Action Jackson. Uh, what do you want to get going on here? We got Gabe. Giving away tickets. Yeah. We're giving away tickets to what? Jason Aldean. Wow. What do you want to do that for? Best uh, text? Yeah, we'll probably go best text, um, but that could change throughout the program. But yeah, best got text Got the six shooter brought to you by Angry Beaver. Yep. Text in 314-399-9646. What time is the Colonel? 10-15, Missouri, 10-15. Middle Tennessee State. Yeah, 10-15, Missouri takes on the Blue Raiders from Middle Tennessee. The spread's 20. What are you doing with it? Probably not. I think the under might be the play. It's up in the 50s. I think the under could be the play because I'm confident in the Tigers defensively, mm-hmm. but with Brady Cook behind center, under center, I'm not saying that I don't like their chances to cover the spread, right. but I don't think their offense is as dynamic. So I think the under could be the play. Wow. That might be square. Jackson's giving that play out. Could be square. Let me tell you something. The credibility I have with this audience, as we know, is second to none. Yeah. And because we were doing TMA from Norwood Hills yesterday for the Ascension Charity Classic, I was uh, not on. And it's a good thing because I saved the people, the loyal listeners of Balloon Party money. I was so confident, so confident in Sky Moore covering the 44 and a half, I believe it was, for receiving yards. And I would have been telling the people, like Gordon Gecko, here's how you get paid. And I would have said, sky more, sky more, sky more. And the people would have liquidated assets and put wagers in, and they would have lost lots of cash, lots of wonderful cash. So in that sense, it was a good thing. We were doing TMA from Norwood Hills yesterday and couldn't do Balloon Party because... It would have cost you money. It would have. It cost you money. You bet it. I did, and I also. I'm sorry. It's all right. Never. You're no one bets a thousand. My problem was I liked this guy more pick, so I picked that, and then I I parlayed that with a gentleman. Parlays are sharp plays, right? Always, and I parlayed that because I was really feeling good with uh, Kadarius Tony over thirty nine and a half. Oh boy! And uh, that didn't go as well as I thought it would. Uh, Kadarius Tony 
single-handedly cost him the game? Can I say that? I've, I mean, I know that kind of sounds like I'm Orlovsky in here, but I kind of feel like it. It's a question I have in the six-shooter, man. Oh, is that right? Oh, I don't want to step on the six-shooter. Well, it's just, it's, yeah, has a skill player ever, like, out, affected the outcome of a game on multiple occasions more the last night than Kadarius Tony? Oh, I, I am telling you, it was brutal. Now, I, I gotta say, I saw the Sky Moore thing wasn't going to hit. I put a couple lineups together for DFS. That wasn't going to hit because I had Sky Moore in the captain yeah, spot right. trying to game theory. And uh, I wonder who the ca- who the captain was. Gibbs might be the one who could have gotten you. Like unless you got Amon like, Ross St. Brown. Yeah, Amon Ross. Well, either way. Point being, I fell asleep, so I woke up this morning, watched Sports Center, and my this brief aside. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Sports Center, what has happened? I'm telling you. Yeah. I mean, that used to be. In, in this industry, I started out doing television, and I never really wanted to do it because I, unless you're like one of the handful of people, you don't really make a lot of money, especially mm-hmm. you got to live in the Northeast. And so, you know, a dollar in St. Louis is like $2.75 up there. And I didn't want to be like, all due respect, like ad libbing over NBA highlights. Right. Again, I say that with all due respect. No, I know. But I also did, I didn't, I wasn't like, oh, good, I get to break down the, you know, U.S. Tennis Open. It's just not one for me. But also, mainly, because it didn't pay that much money, unless you're, you know, take your pick of whomever, Dan Patrick. Whatever. Anyway. But at least the people doing the show, I'm sure Scott Van Pelt makes a bunch of money now. But God almighty. So I tuned in this morning. I'm like, I didn't get to see the end of the game. I went to bed. And I tuned in. I'm going, oh, God. I mean... It's rough. It's a rough product. Yeah, it's not great. I can't lie to you, Tim. And it's so sad, too, because that, you could say it was certainly is a seminal piece of why why I'm a huge sports fan. SportsCenter was, really. I'll take you back. I'm going to take you back just a... I would think it kind of predates, SportsCenter's zenith predates you. Sure, but still, I mean, Stan Verrett and Neil Everett, they're... uh, Oh, my God. But that, that to me, was like, that was... And Stuart Scott towards uh, was still on when I was a young tyke. Listen, I'd wake up every morning before I would go to elementary school. I'd wake up real early. And listen to TMA. I was an early cat. No, not that early, but I would be up early. Couldn't get the signal. (laughs) Right, and all of that. Uh, And I would wake up about 7.30 or 8.00. I would sit down, bowl of Honey Nut Cheerios, and I would watch SportsCenter Whoa. up until I had to go to school. I could, I could walk to school, so it was quicker for me. So I would watch SportsCenter the entire thing, the full hour, and I would walk to school. And that was a big reason why I got into sports. And so it is sad to see its fall from grace. I don't know who these guys are. They also have a tough time doing it. I mean, that's kind of the basic thing. Like, if you can't do it in Columbia, Missouri at KOMU, you usually switch majors. Mm-hmm. You usually don't get a chance to go on ESPN. I go back to my initial observation. Uh, I'm watching this, and I'm going, oh, my God, this guy just kept dropping. He dropped a pass that led to a pick six, and then he dropped a pass. And I don't know if there were five five yards in between him and a defender. There was no one around him when he dropped the pass, and then they kicked the field goal, and then they win the game. At that point, I think it was mental. At that point, I think Yips. I Yips think season. he was so open. He's like, oh, I've dropped a lot of passes oh, tonight. He ooh. sees it coming, and it just hits him in the hands. And it's like, I, I don't know, it's because it's, that's got to be mental. He's a first-round pick for a wide receiver. He hasn't dropped that pass. God, that's brutal. Now, I know a lot of people in St. Louis have adopted the Chiefs, whatever. Personally, I don't share that. But if people want to cheer for a team or an individual, it doesn't affect my life in any way. Right. Um, I would say it's all worked out the, the way the Chiefs wanted. Vote for the uh, Rams to move to Inglewood, and we'll 
get a big footprint in St. Louis and tap into it. And my God, has that worked out wonderfully. But if you want to root for the Chiefs, be my guest. My guess is if they didn't have Patrick Mahomes and if they had been like the Jets pre-Rodgers over the last seven years, most people wouldn't be cheering for the Chiefs. You see what I'm saying? Couldn't agree more. So with that all said, uh, I know people uh, in St. Louis have some emotional ties, way more so than they did a decade ago. And I look at that, and I was listening to Bill Simmons' podcast on my way out to uh, the station here today, and he was making the observation, which I do think is rather astute, and I don't know, for those of you who have adopted the Chiefs, or if you do have a long-time allegiance to the franchise, uh, I would I would wonder if you're a little concerned, because beyond Travis Kelsey, who are you going to lean on to catch passes? I really did think they were going to pivot to Sky Moore, hence thinking 44 and a half yards was gold. Yeah, it was reminiscent of like Sean Payton back in the day when he Drew Brees was slinging it around and they just didn't uh, oh have God. they didn't he, have wide receivers. You know they were. No, you had no idea, but they worked. Kansas City, that was not the case last night. Uh, and, and Simmons, being a big Boston guy, was talking about this was the year where Brady fell off, even though they still were a couple minutes away from going to the Super Bowl. And this was the year Manning got him uh, because he had no wide receivers. Yeah. Uh, you had Troy Brown just about done, and you had, I think, Rashad Caldwell. I remember that name. Maybe Deion Branch. I was going to say Deion Branch. But that's the Madden legend. And you, just, you, couldn't, you couldn't make up for it. And so will Kelsey make that much of a difference for the Chiefs? I don't know. I assume BK is a big Chiefs guy, right? Is he? I I think Kelsey is. He really is the straw that serves the drink. He is, but I mean, he's 33. Sure. But I mean, yeah, and I guess you could say he's not missed a game till now, but he has missed a game, so it's tough to say that. But he is from so many different perspectives. Like on, on the goal line, so often they would run that little shovel pass to Kelsey as he cuts across the line and just dives in. Last night, they tried running that play with like Kadarius Tony, and it didn't work. It's just you could tell like Mahomes is so good at improvising, but when he doesn't have that safety valve like Kelsey there, it really changes the game. Your thoughts? Welcome three one four three nine 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 six four six. Last the Colonel, he's a Chiefs fan. I know he's on his way to St. Louis now. Uh, he is going to follow around John Daly at the Ascension Not bad. Charity Classic. I played in the pro am on uh, Wednesday. Uh, Jackson played with a guy by the name of Chris Blanks. Great mm-hmm. guy. He had Monday qualified in. And uh, and I saw John Daly. John Daly was playing with Robert Thomas of the Blues. Nice. And uh, I think he was supposed to play with Perunovic. I don't know if he did. I know he took a little time off to go kick a field goal over at Lutheran North right off the 13th tee. Yeah. Uh, and saw John Daly out there playing golf barefoot. Incredible. Just outstanding. Yeah, that's awesome. So John Daly will be out there at the Ascension Charity Classic at Norwood Hills. And the colonel is driving to St. Louis to follow him around with my former boss, my first boss, I guess, Brian Nooner, who was the sports director at KOMU when I started uh, what is my Hall of Fame career 25 years ago. And we're going to do a week-long retrospective on my first sports cast because I do think it was right around 25 years ago to the day. Wow. Missouri, Kansas, Devin West ran for like 300 yards. That was my first sports cast. And the Colonel was my producer. So you think we... I'll we talk should do a week-long retrospective. I think a week might not be doing yeah, justice. I don't know. If I didn't want to do a month. Well, no Cardinals in October. Missouri should be undefeated going to the LSU game. Maybe yeah. we can do it that way. If they're not undefeated, we'll do the month-long retrospective. Okay. If they good. are undefeated, we'll just keep it to a week. Okay, that sounds good. Gabe's going to be with us. He's presented to you by James Carlton. We have the Little Piddles Angry Beaver Friday Six Shooter. That is coming your way. You can watch on YouTube. Talk it over with the people in the YouTube chat. You can take us to Jason Aldean by winning the text of the day. Maybe I'll pick somebody in the YouTube chat. How about that? That'd be lovely. Yeah, what about that? I don't know if that's possible. No! Oh, because you need the phone number to reach out so yeah. Mike Ryder can reach yeah. out to him. Yeah. 
Mm. Well, maybe they can just give their phone number in the YouTube chat. That'd be great. If they're willing to do that, then I think we'd be yeah. okay. Then Godspeed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, that's coming up. This is Balloon Party, driven by Mungan S. St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. We're talking Tigers football with Gabe DeArmond of PowerMizzou.com. Brought to you by James Carlton of State Farm. Mention Mizzou to James when you request a quote, and he'll donate $20 to Mizzou's preferred NIL on your behalf. CarltonInsurance.net. Welcome back. It's Balloon Party, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, Alton Toyota. I just took a peek into the uh, Air Comfort Service text line for the first time. And I see, hey, pale sex puppet, I'm in trouble on 12 at Glen Echo suggestions. That's from the 314. Is that a reference to the 12th hole at Glen Echo and you guiding them through? Take take the max. What a brutal tee shot that is. Is that the... After the long par three, oh, okay. the tough tee shot, can't really hit driver, don't want to oh, hit Oh, that three. is. That is really. one of the toughest tee shots on a par four in St. Louis. Yeah. I actually agree with that. It's a, such wow. a narrow landing I didn't area. know what it was, and you guided me through that. So yeah. you can guide this person through. Let's see what the colonel has to say, because he's going uh, to golf today himself, except he's going to watch golf. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Gabe DeArmond, brought to you by James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. He's my insurance agent. He's online at carltoninsurance.net. Good morning, colonel. Hey, Tim, what's going on? You're headed to St. Louis. Yeah, I'm uh, currently driving on I-70 with a mutual acquaintance named Brian N. He has offered to take over the segment and sell uh, KOMU class of 1997 and 98 stories. Well, might be class of 2024 or 2025, depending on if I get my act together. Uh, Still eight credit hours (laughs) out there. included as an honorary yes. uh, member of it is it is high time brian nooner who was uh the sports director at komu and the colonel and i were both there and gabe i don't know if uh if you guys were listening i imagine you were in the previous segment but i was just telling jackson who was born in 1998 that you and i are coming up on the 25th anniversary of my very first sports cast at komu where you were the producer and the general manager called me to tell me to never do that quote unquote crap again on his station. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I'd like to say, I think that's cute that you assumed we were listening before. Second, my, my, most of my favorite memories actually do involve producing sports casts when you were anchoring. Well, yeah. see, there you go, Jackson. Take that. Take that, dirty rat. Yeah, I'm taking it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, so, so you and uh, Brian Nooner are headed to the Ascension Charity Classic to follow John Daly around. That is correct. We are. Yeah, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. I played in the Pro-Am on Wednesday, and I saw him out there golfing barefoot. Were you the pro or, or the am? Uh, you know, I think my talent, I'm four years away from 50. I think the Champions Tour is interested in me. Yeah. I don't know okay. if I'm interested enough to take away from my one-hour midday show, right. though. The lines were blurred. Good right. enough. Right. I, 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 they can be flexible with tea times. You don't have to go off till 11.45. That's exactly right. Yeah, and then I can go out there and I can uh, and I can play. Colonel, uh, what do you make of uh, this affair this weekend? I asked, I asked Jackson in the commercial break, I go, you know what? Missouri's playing, and I fancy myself. I like that when you use fancy when Love. you're from the Midwest. Love I fancy it. myself a Missouri fan, but yet I'm kind of like, Yeah, I know I'm going to watch it, but I don't really even know what to ask Gabe about this game. So uh, that's a wide berth for you. (laughs) 
Yeah, the good news is I don't know what to say about this game. This is the Perfect. second straight game where I will sit down in the press box and not know the name of a single player on the opposing team. Nice. Um, so that's that's the kind of preparation I do and why people pay me to, to follow these things. Um, now, look, like they're better than South Dakota, but they should this shouldn't be – a, a close game in the fourth quarter, I wouldn't think. You should get some backups in. Alabama beat them 56-7 last week. Uh, but there's been a couple times Middle Tennessee's come in here and won, or, or almost won. Right, and they, they won have, once, uh, and they almost won another time, right? Yeah, they went to overtime against one of Pinkle's early teams. That's uh, J.D. McCoy caught a pass in, uh, in overtime off his shoe tops, and that is the day to which Gary Pinkle will often refer to J.D. McCoy changing careers and saving lives or changing lives and saving careers, one of the two. Um, but it, but this Middle Tennessee team I don't think is as good as those. This Missouri team they would like to think is better than those. I mean, the line's 20, so it, it shouldn't be a great game. Your, your cohort on Power Mizzou, uh, Jared Hamilton, who covers the team, made a prediction of Missouri 20 Middle Tennessee State 17. Uh, he caught yeah. plenty of hell. You were exasperated for a variety of reasons. Number one, this is why you don't like to make predictions. There's no upside. Number two, if that were to be the final score, you said you were going to stay offline for about four days. Is that what you said? Yeah, I won't read our message board if Missouri only wins by a field goal because um, nothing good will be said. Um, I, I, I don't think it would be a good omen for the rest of the year, but I, don't, I also don't think that's going to happen. And, and what is your level of confidence in the offense? Brady Cook now, the quarterback, do you think we're going to see a little more aggression from the offensive play calling? I know you asked Eli Drinkwitz about that, and he said that they went out there and they ran their game plan. They weren't holding things back to try to surprise K-State. What is what is your read on that? I, I know he also said yeah, it was well, a quarterback competition. Hmm. You know, you've interviewed enough coaches. You understand that you ask things and you know what they're going to say. And you know the real answer. And they know you know that what they're saying isn't exactly true. But we all say it. And um, you tweet it out and you get the appropriate outrage. And everybody in this uh, theatrical production has played his role very well. God, the Colonel just um, summed up the industry right there. He just did. And it's it. Pretty much. I mean, yeah. but it, I don't know that we'll see a ton this game. Like, I. What we still don't know is, are they capable of being more explosive and, and going down the field? I mean, he told us all offseason that's what they need to do, and then they came out against South Dakota and looked very much like last year's offense, just kind of dink and dunk and plod your way down the field, and that works against an FCS team. I don't know that it would work against K-State or LSU or some of the teams they've got coming up. So, um, you know, and – and Eli said, well, they played a, a different defense than we expected, and, and they played a lot of two deep safeties. And, and I went through about two years of this as a Chiefs fan. Like, it, it still actually is possible to gain a lot of yards against a defense with two deep safeties. Like, it, it, because if it wasn't possible, just everybody would just play that all, all right. the time. Um, you know, and you'd like to see against a team like USD, like, you know, just a couple times where you just kind of ran past them or broke a tackle and had a big play. and you didn't really see that, so until you do see it, we don't know if they could do it. Uh, Colonel, uh, the game that people have had circled, and I've been say- saying that this is such a pivotal game, and I'm sure you have, is, is eight days from now, the 11 o'clock kickoff against Kansas State. And that game is a sellout. And is that, in, in, in fact, uh, the first sellout since 2019? Am I correct? October 2019 against uh, Hottie Toddy Gagat Almighty? 
Ole Miss, yeah, uh, homecoming. And yeah, this is the first one since then. I mean, obviously they had the COVID year, and then they had the, the you know, three years of just frankly not being very good since the COVID year. Um, so, yeah, this is the first one since then. Uh, a lot of people think there's going to be a lot of purple in that stadium. So, Oh, really? That will be, yeah, that will be interesting. I mean, Kent State fans travel very well. This is drivable. A lot of them, you know, are probably kind of like a, I think a decent number of Missouri fans were last year going, hey, I can drive. It's, it's a place I've been to before. It'd be fun to go to some of the, you know, go have Shakespeare's or go whatever, go to this place I used to go to when K-State came here every two years. So I think there will be a decent number of K-State fans, but hey, stadium sold out should be a good atmosphere. Um, so that's good news. I think LSU is pretty close to a sellout. And then I think the rest of it will be determined by where they stand at that point. Uh, yeah, I mean, South Carolina is the is the next one after that for homecoming. What are you hearing about uh, attendance for the game in St. Louis the, the week after the K-State game? Um, I haven't done a lot of checking. Last I heard, you know, ticket sales are they're okay, but I I'm, I'm not a fan of playing these neutral site games against like a group of five team. I, I remember way back in the Chase Daniel days. I think it might have been his first start was against Arkansas State at Arrowhead. Yeah, and there were like thirty seven thousand people there. I mean, it's half full. There's just there's nothing. Like, if they, Illinois obviously made sense in St. Louis. I understand why Illinois decided maybe they, they didn't want to keep doing that. But, you know, like a, a, a game with a Notre Dame or a Michigan State or something like that in St. Louis would be big. Um, if you could get, like, one of these kind of made-for-TV matchups. Memphis is who they could get there, so they're doing it there. But I don't think just the casual, the non-diehard Missouri fan in St. Louis isn't going – Oh, hey, they're right down the road. Let's let's go see them play Memphis. You know, it's just kind of most people go, eh, yeah. Well, that probably won't be a very good day. Yeah, and that in that building is just it, it. It was obsolete when it opened in '95. Much less uh, now is the home of uh, the Battlehawks. Say, hey, uh, Colonel, let me ask you this: How are you feeling about the Chiefs? You're a big Chiefs fan. A lot of St. Louisans uh, are now Chiefs fans. Uh, how do you feel about? We were talking about it in the first segment. I was talking about it more from a gambling perspective. But how do you feel after uh, last night? Well, if this was a YouTube thing, you could just pop up the, uh, the that not great, Bob. You know, <laughs> that, that, that little uh, screenshot. Uh, they uh, they appear to have no wide receivers that should actually be playing in the NFL at this point. So <laughs> when you have the best quarterback in the league, that's a concern. But um, you do have the best quarterback. I, I, like I was also thinking about it the other way. I think about being a Lions fan. This is your year. You're supposed to be great, right? Uh, the Chiefs have dropped like 10 passes. you got a pick six. Kelsey's not playing. Jones is not playing. And unless you were lucky to win by a point. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. I wonder um, if there's that perspective. They're probably just thrilled they got the win. I don't, I don't know if they're thinking through that. Like you mentioned, the Lions will probably be overrated next week as far as Las Vegas goes, and the Chiefs will be underrated, I guess. Yeah, I mean, look, just get in the playoffs and take your chances with 15 at quarterback, and, and I'll deal with that. Yeah, i got to get a wide receiver, though, and I would imagine Chris Jones' uh, leverage increased, even though it wasn't necessarily the Chiefs' oh, defense no, I that think caused... his leverage decreased, but because the defense actually played really well. But, 
the tight ends leverage might have increased yes. today on the sideline. Yeah. Uh, hey, let me ask you this. I want to, I want to, cause I, I'm confused by this and you and I have discussed this Kansas city, St. Louis thing back when we were in school together. Let's say that the Royals moved and it was a Cardinal owner who voted for the Royals to move. Would people in Kansas City start to cheer for the St. Louis Cardinals? No, I don't think so. I don't think fandom works that way. Like uh, it, it, it actually do does over here because people in St. Louis have adopted the Chiefs. Not ever, not everybody, but a large number. I think a lot of that though has to do with Mahomes. In fairness, I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, right. I, like absolutely. if Alex Smith were still at, at his, you know, time as being the Chiefs quarterback, I don't know how much this would be going on. Like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not an NBA or an NHL fan because I grew up without a team to cheer for. You know, so you largely. Figure out who your team is when you're eight years old. You know, it's like the the thing I've seen on Instagram. You know, men really pick their team when they're eight years old and let them break their hearts for the rest of their lives. Mm. You know, I mean, that's what it is. And if no, if, if there are a lot of people in Columbia when the Rams left it, that oh, Mizzou can really capitalize on this because now people in St. Louis are looking for a football team. And I'm like, well, I don't think most of them are going to watch just because it's football and become a diehard fan. Like, College versus pro is a different deal. If you've had no loyalty to Mizzou just because of the Rams left, are you going to go, well, I don't know. I need a football team. I guess I'm a Mizzou fan now. I, I, I didn't really ever think that would be a thing. Yeah, I, th- I thought that they should. I still think that. I don't, I don't know how much they market in Kansas City. I just don't really feel like they market as much as they should in St. Louis. I do think it would help. But at the same time, you know, I've asked Kerry Davis, who played at Illinois, and, and I asked him about the, the lack of college interest relative to Kansas City uh, in St. Louis. And I think so much of it has to do with the fact that when you were growing up and your dad was writing for the Kansas City Star, you had K-State, KU, Missouri, and to an extent, Nebraska alums all in the same conference, all in one city. And in St. Louis, you just don't have that with Illinois and Missouri being in two different conferences and St. Louis, you not having a team. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, throw Iowa State in there. The Big 12 tournament was in Kansas yeah, City. Yeah, it, it was a college sports town. You yes. know, and, and St. Louis largely, I, I think, isn't as much. Now, there are a lot of Mizzou fans in, in St. Louis, and there are, I'm sure, some Illinois fans. But yeah, I don't know that it's like a... I mean, I grew up every day with the MUKU rivalry. You know, I, I grew up 45 minutes from the campus in Lawrence. So, uh, you know, there are, there are people that you were talking about that every single week with. Yeah, it's. Uh, I would love to see it uh, increase. And, of course, as Kerry said, winning solves everything. We'll see if they can carry uh, it into a win tomorrow and then a win against Kansas State. Sold out for field next Saturday at 11 o'clock. The Colonel is entering the St. Louis area. Jackson, show your respect. Take off your hat. Take the knee, along with Brian Nooner, for that matter. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Tim, do you want do you want to be Nooner on for the next segment? He's here. You're on speaker, like anything. Uh, we would, but but but, but Jackson's going to break down the Western Conference in the NBA. So unfortunately, we already have a, a big segment coming up. You guys got jazz takes. <laughs> we got. Uh, we just need to know we're coming on seventy. What's the quickest way to Norwood Hills? Oh, well, it's such a beautiful route. Uh, you'll take 70 to the Lucas and Hunt exit, and then you'll hang a left, and then another left, and you'll probably see John Daly's pants from about a mile away. So that should guide you. John Daly is the one who got us the ticket. So going to go see you high school classmate. I know. And, uh, I know you guys went to high school together. I'd love to see him make a run this weekend. I don't know if he's really interested in doing it, but I would love to see him. <laughs> 
you know, uh, last year he was three under first round, and he was in the hunt, and I, I don't know what happened after that. I went to the local... Um, <clears throat> His local sponsor's restaurant. <laughs> yeah, and then, then the priorities are rearranged. Well, yeah. maybe this weekend it could be magical for John Daly. Great to hear from you, Mr. Nooner. Tim, I feel like this show was off the rails before we joined. It so was we, off the rails before the thing started a year and a half ago, so don't worry. This is on the brand. Great to hear from you, boys. Take it easy. Enjoy Bye. the fine, uh, fair side of the north side of St. Louis. There it is, the Colonel and Brian Nooner, my sports director. KOMU in Columbia, making their way to St. Louis for the Ascension Charity Classic. All right, uh, we will have the Little Piddles Angry Beaver Six Shooter on the other side of the break. Uh, And we're giving away Jason Aldean tickets, and you can uh, post something if you include your phone number in the YouTube chat, (laughs) which I think is like a great idea. Uh, Or just text in 314-399-9646, and we'll give those tickets away. Coming up in the final segment, this is Balloon Party, driven by Munganass, St. Louis Acura, and on Toyota. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. A Friday tradition unlike any other. Let's spin the chamber for the Little Piddles Friday Six Shooter. Presented by the Angry Beaver, a couple of blocks south of Bush Stadium. Mention Piddles for $5 off any pizza. Colonel taking some heat for his cell phone. The Colonel must have gotten his phone from TMA Mobile. You know, the kind that doesn't work unless you're on the home Wi-Fi. Time for an upgrade, fella. That sounded like crap. It's from the 314. You know, the drive... To or from Columbia, Missouri, from St. Louis, or to St. Louis, uh, rough at times on I-70. Can be. Can be. Also not necessarily relaxing. I understand they're expanding it. Is that right? Yeah. Some, uh, well, you're not happy they're expanding it? You'd like it to be narrow? You'd well, like it to be mean, Manchester? Well, it just means, no, please, no. Uh, it just means uh, construction left and right on 70, and it's already, I mean, it's pretty easy to get to Columbia or Kansas City via 70. But 70's rough, man. Yeah, and it's cell phone reception can be really That's rough. what I'm talking about. Yeah, it can but be But the really colonel rough. did get his phone from TMA Mobile. All right, it's time for the Little Piddles uh, Friday Six Shooter, brought to you by the Angry Beaver. Uh, what? Question one. In 2023... What do you think the majority of St. Louis's relationship is with the NFL? Nice. Do you think we are far enough removed from the Rams leaving St. Louis that people are back into the NFL? Do you think a large chunk have found other teams to pledge their fandom to, a.k.a. the Chiefs? Or are they closer to you and me and more into it from a gambling DFS perspective? Ah, that's a good question. Um, I think most people, you know, it's like it's like when 
you know, you'll have people say, well, if this person wins, I'm moving to Canada, you know, and right. then that person wins and then they're still, you right. know, in Santa Monica. Sure. So, uh, I, I, I just, that, I'm, I look at it for entertainment yeah. and I, and it entertains me. Mm-hmm. I do not, cons- I do not, not, not admire mm-hmm. the operation but I view it as a th- thing to entertain me. So I was watching it. I was kind of bored by the game, actually, which I don't know if that sounds weird or I was just distracted by other things because it was a, I would think it was a great game. I don't know. Or maybe I was just like, who are these people attempting to catch passes for the Chiefs? Either way, because it seems like it was a great game. But um, I, uh, I use it for gambling purposes. I think a healthy percentage of St. Louisans uh, have adopted the Chiefs who are not Chiefs fans in 2015. But as I've said, I think a lot of that is Patrick Mahomes. So I don't think the potential plan by the Chiefs to spread their footprint over to St. Louis by voting for uh, the Inglewood Project and being the only member of the committee on the Los Angeles uh, exploration for relocation the other five all voting for the Carson project. And then that immediately was overturned five hours committee. later. It was a great committee. <laughs> what a moment. Uh, I, I don't I mean, listen, if they had Alex Smith still like, cause Gabe views Alex Smith, like we view Sam Bradford. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that you would have as many fans. They're winning. They're exciting. He's one of the best quarterbacks we've seen, certainly in your lifetime. I and mean, he's a hell of a lot more exciting to watch than Tom Brady, just because of the oh. weird way he goes about doing it. Now Brady would win in a ridiculous way, but Mahomes is still young in his career. So I'll not, maybe he'll win as many as Brady does. So I think that's the bigger reason for it. But I think it's like convenient. They're in Missouri. And so. Right. It's like you don't have to like explain yourself too much when right. someone's well, like. My oh, six year old's like, why don't, you, why don't you pull for the Chiefs? I go, all right, listen, first <laughs> off, you didn't go to Missouri. Right. It'd be weird if you did since you're six. But if you went to Missouri in the 1990s, you understand that there was a weird thing with Kansas City people in St. Louis. I have no idea what it's about because I didn't feel like it was sent the other way. And then. Uh, and then as closely as I followed the NFL relocation and going out to Inglewood and Carson and San Diego and Oakland um, and Las Vegas, all in a matter of like five days to cover those town halls and having as many conversations as I did with Kevin Demoff, interviewing Jay Nixon and having an idea of what transpired with this thing. It was so scummy. And yeah, you can say, well, get over. That's fine. If you want to cheer for the Chiefs, be my guest. I don't really care. It doesn't impact me in any way. But when I saw like the Blues skating out with the Chiefs helmets and then Mahomes and Kelsey are at the Blues, I'm like, I, you know, if you think that that's organic, I respect it. Yeah. You know, I'm sure you thought, you know, Hulk Hogan body slammed Andre the Giant at the Silverdome too and it was real. I, I can't help you. That's fine. Use the mark. Yeah. No. Use the mark. I'm, I'm curious how like people approach becoming a fan of a team in a city they don't live in and like just kind of adopting it like well i mean i think that goes on in a major way for young people with epl sure sure and i think that but i'm talking like a merit like i just don't know like i i, I could never like just like hey i'm gonna be it a would be great fan. i would love it i asked I my too. son who would you like to cheer for this year yeah. on the off chance it could happen you know but it, it just it'll never be the same like gabe was just saying it's, when it's in your blood, it's usually something that you got when you were right. super young because you probably inherited it from right. parents and grandparents and so on. So in a way, Notre Dame is that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, for, for my family, mm-hmm. my mom went to school at St. Mary's. Notre Dame wasn't co-ed when, when she was there, so St. Mary's was the girls' school across the road. Uh, but she took some classes at Notre Dame. 
And then my dad is an Irish Catholic, sending your anti-Catholic texts at 314-399-9646, which has been amazing that I've received those over the last year and a half here, uh, that uh, he's just, you know, Irish Catholic Subway alum. It's one of those things with Notre Dame. Don't know what the hell they, but he inherited that from his, you know, uncle and father. So, uh, you know, it, that, 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 that isn't about South Bend, Indiana and St. Louis. That's about... Notre Dame and Irish, you know, sure. that's what that thing is. Right. So yeah. I'm sure that, that that's one that kind of transcends geography. And then plenty of people hate Notre Dame because of that exact reason. No doubt. Notre Dame ain't real popular in the SEC, for example. No doubt. Yeah. I just, I, it, to me, it, I'm kind of like you, where it's like fandom needs to almost be organic or, you know, in your backyard for it to really, like, I, I could never, like, just become a fan of a different team. I'm not chastising those who do. But it's just uh, I wouldn't get into it. Uh, I guess we'll, we'll let's, go, let's go into question two. Let's do, do it. Very high pitch. Sounds like you're uncertain about it. Do we have a timing situation? Ten forty six. How we do? How we do? Go ahead, do it. Yeah. All right. Question two. When looking at the timeline of how sports media, and more specifically TV slash streaming sports, do you think this is a moment of transitional period between the cable area, cable era, and the shift to stream, or do you think this shuffle is here to stay and fans will have to adapt to the myriad of different methods in which to watch sports? Basically, do you think we will find consistency at the end of this current path we are on? Yes, this is a transition, but I think. My headline on this topic, which we've talked a great deal about, is that I believe it is going to impact certain organizations in a major way. And I think the Cardinals could be one of those organizations, a smaller market team relative to, and you can go, well, they got it's 3 million fans, and that's fine. But I'm telling you, when you have 60 million in revenue from your television deal, and I can't imagine they're going to be able to replicate it. Now, maybe they will. It's going to impact the way you go about doing business. This is just logical. And so I am intrigued to see how the Cardinals handle things going forward with expenses, if there is uncertainty about Mm -hmm. this revenue stream. And then I'm also intrigued to see what happens with other organizations and other sports. And I also think that it's something to keep an eye on with college sports. You go, of course, college sports already experienced realignment. I think there could be even more because the college sports teams that are moving from conference to conference is based on the subscription model, which is currently dying in front of our eyes. And Charter's biggest statement that took place when it pitched its investors about its standoff with Disney was, our future is not tied to video. They are pivoting away from video. As weird as that might sound, because many people go, well, that's what they do. Well, it was, but it's not where the profitability is anymore. And so they are moving away. And so that is why this standoff, I think, is a landmark moment in sports media history. But the reason I bring it up isn't just because, hey, you might not be able to watch a game that's on ESPN this weekend. That sucks if that is the case for you and you want to watch it. It's because I believe it is going to impact the way organizations and teams are able to do business. And it may then trickle down to the amount of money that players receive. Not necessarily in the NFL, which at this moment is invincible. Things change. But certainly in baseball. Keep an eye on it. It is a significant thing. And maybe it intrigues people. Maybe it bores people. I don't know. All I know, it's kind of like when I was doing the show when the Rams, you know, from 2012 through 2015, and people would be like, how come you're not talking about the Rams winning? Well, because they're moving. And so it would be pathological to be hosting a show in St. Louis and act like that's not happening or tell people it's not happening. Right. That would be irresponsible. It would be as close as you can have to a crime in this industry. 
So when I'm looking at this, I'm going, well, this is a significant situation. And you're pissed off about the Cardinal roster construction? Okay, well, here is one of the reasons why I think the roster construction was as strange as it was this offseason. So keep an eye on this coming season. Uh, all right, I know we got a break now. Uh, this is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Jackson's bouncing around. Friday. It's the weekend yeah. for the 175-pound, full head of hair, most eligible bachelor in St. Louis on a beautiful September Friday and Saturday. What will this guy be doing? I can't even imagine. Yeah, I don't know what the, what's on tap for this weekend. It's so beautiful that it'll all take place outdoors, I hope. Probably a lot of patio action. Just give me an idea. I mean, you know, I, you know, I, I'm married, two kids. I'm, I'm living vicariously through you. The Tamav bar will certainly be hit. It almost always is on a on a weekend like this. My son's got skates at seven in the morning, both on Saturday and Sunday. You're this is a up. whole new world for me. Mm-hmm. Well, if he likes it, I'm happy to do right. it because I get up that early anyway. Right, right. But um, if he doesn't want to be doing it, and I got to get him out of bed, because hey, you know, I'm used to getting out of bed when it's still dark outside. When you're sick, you just turned six. That's a whole different thing. Yeah, I but hear they, that. that's the deal. With if you're going to play hockey, that's the deal. No doubt. Uh, Clayton Arfair this weekend. I'll probably hit that for a little bit. I like art. Three one four three nine 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 six four. It's fun. It's a cool time. There's I always didn't say it wasn't. They just vendor. gave out a phone number. <laughs> well, that's kind of a a dog whistle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess uh, we can do uh, one more question here on the Little Piddles Friday Six Shooter. Yeah, Angry the- Beaver. Thank you for your sponsorship. Yep. Munganess, thank you for your sponsorship. James Carlton, thank you for your sponsorship. We thank our sponsors. We, we sure support do. our sponsors. We sure do. Here, I'm going to play this little sounder here. Question three. Yeah, yeah, we like that a lot. We like that a whole lot. We've talked about strategies about betting on the first few weeks of college football season. Yeah, i got to make my picks for the Circa Millions. Yep. i got to get it to my proxy out in Vegas That's over right. the next 24 hours. i got to figure right. this out. How do you attack betting week one of the NFL. Based uh, on I really Chiefs. don't know, honestly. Yeah. I'm, I'm a mess. Yeah. Based on the Chiefs and the Lions last night, it seems like there's somewhat of a feeling out process, and I wonder how you and others approach that from a wagering perspective. All right. I'm going to go to the site that you use as well as me. Did you find out about this from me talking about it, or were you aware of it? No, you, I've learned about it from you. You put me on game, Did as I, I would say. I'm kind of disappointed in myself with sharing it. And that's nothing against you. It's nothing personal. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do it with like a family member. Yeah. Well, it makes me feel special. Yeah, it was stupid. It was a mark ass move. Well, I don't think I'm moving. I'm putting up enough units that's going to move any lines. Uh, Contrary to popular belief. Based on the way that Jackson now, because he's now aware of the quote unquote system, which really isn't much of a system, especially after listening to Billy Walter's book, major recommendation for that. And all that goes into him and his handicapping. Crazy. Holy crap. He's the one who just wrote the book, Aaron out Mickelson for betting on the Ryder cup and trying to bet on the Ryder cup at Medina in 2012. The best plays would be according to the system. Oh, Kerry Davis will be happy to hear this. U of I? No, I'm in an NFL. Oh, okay. Stillers? Stillers. Stillers getting three against the 49ers. Yeah, I saw and Bucks. see that's total counterintuitive. Yeah, I saw Bucks plus five and a half against the Vikings. Is Bucks also. is Bucks is second, and Browns against the Bengals. Okay. And I know many of you are sitting there going, listening to this. That sounds totally the opposite of what I would do. And then I would ask you, and this is a this is a rhetorical question: Are you a profitable gambler? That's all. That's all. Who said that's all like that? This is right up your alley, especially since you're going to the Clayton Art Fair. 
and then heading to Napoli. That's all. No, not the latter. Um, that's all. I don't 2006. know. 2006. The Departed? Yeah, Jack Nicholson said it that way. Meryl Streep, The Devil Wears Prada. You told me privately your favorite film because of the role Stanley Tucci. I do love Stanley Tucci. There it is. There it is. Clayton Artfair and Devil Wears Prada. Where is Jamie Rivers? Adrian He's walking Grenier. through this door. Adrian Grenier, last film he appeared in outside yeah. of the Entourage. What does that tell you? Jackson taking shots. BK and Ferrari are coming up next. For Action Jackson, up to McCartney. This has been Balloon Party, driven by Mugganess, St. Louis Act, here in Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN and on YouTube. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.